Hello, and welcome to Artbox. I'm your host, Jason. In this episode, I head on over to Noma neighborhood to tender my services to Powell DC's International Mural Festival. If you remember the last episode, I spoke with Kelly Towels about the festival. To check out that last episode for a refresher, it's on the website at artboxdv.com. Over my time volunteering, I had a chance to speak with some of the artists about their work, what influences that feeds into their work, and the philosophy of style. So, grab a seat on that golf cart and let's head on over to Marley McFly's wall. ready for this i'm ready okay so uh if you could please introduce yourself and please describe your mural i am marley mcfly um my mural is a fantasy wonderland uh with everything going on this year it's good just to kind of do my own thing no yeah. kind of nothing holding me back no you know restraints no hidden message just let me enjoy what i do have fun bring some beauty to the neighborhood so how or why did you select the images that you did, this type of collage? Oh, um, love comic books, cartoons, things like that, bright colors. And it just, it fits the powwow aesthetic. Just pretty much just one big comic page jumping out and slapping you as you walk by. And Well, then that leads up to this question. Uh, so you would say then that the comic books were part of the, one of the main influences or a sub kind of influence? Uh, it, was, it was the main influence. Growing up, I really didn't know about, you know, art per se. I grew up. You know, just flipping through comics. I love what I saw. And then eventually I kind of crossed paths with the Lichtensteins and the pop art. And it, it just made sense that that was what I liked. And then that opened door the door for art for me. So what was one of the first comic books that you fell in love with? First was X-Men number one in 92. Oh, wow. I just love the Jim Lee era of X-Men. And then I just went... Instead of going up, I went back. <laughs> so so you, you still carry those kind of influences with you today, right? Up to this day. Um, like, I probably have more comic art, artist-related stuff in my home or in my studio than you know, other artists. So uh, what was some of the first mediums that you used? Did you try just, like, pencil or ink or? Um, a, lot of, a lot of pen, pencil, just doodling in school growing up. Just regular Crayola color pencils until I started figuring out what I actually need to make a I guess, quote unquote, masterpiece. And I actually, like, growing up, I, I draw more than painting. Like I didn't, I hated painting growing up. And why was that? I don't know, just, it's weird because back then I didn't have control of the paint the way you do with like a pencil or a pen. But yeah. now I love that I don't have control, so. So how did you get involved with mural painting? Was it a, a natural kind of flow for you or? You know, naturally I do more canvas art, you know, more galleries, commission, things like that. But just with my style, it works, it translates better to a mural because I'm not boxed into like a 24 by 24 canvas. So it's just the bigger, the more I can express, get more in depth. So it was just a natural transition for me. So then uh, here's, here's the million dollar question. Do you like to work outside or inside? Outside. I love just the natural elements. I mean, the sun beating me in my face. <laughs> I can see the colors exactly how they're gonna be. When I'm inside, I can paint something and walk out the door and it's like, I need to do a whole coating of this painting all over again. Now. Right. So, so uh, while you've been painting on your mural this past week, what's the response from people walking by? Uh, I, I love it. Um, just as soon as people hit the corner, I can see them. If they're in the middle of a jog, walking the dog, it just they just stop in their tracks and take pictures, ask me questions. So it's been very well received. Oh, good. So a lot of people have been taking pictures. I like to hear that. Seriously, because, you know, hopefully they can, you know, help spread the word about your work it's funny because i still to this day get people asking can they take a picture it's yeah like, just 
please just do it. Well, so. I think it's nice that people do ask, you know. Yeah. But but when you're out in public, you know, it's a public situation. Public situation is weird because people will take pictures of stuff that they shouldn't take pictures of. Right. So. <laughs> So how did you go about developing your style? Was it going back to the influences of comic books or was it something that you uh, just kind of discovered on yourself? I think it found me. I was just uh. mix, me mixing everything I love. So instead of just focusing on one thing, I took everything that I love and just put it into one one box. Yeah. And it did take some time to kind of find that where I just kind of I was doing portraits, doing athletes, doing things I thought other people would want to see. And eventually you're just like, I don't, I don't care. I'm yeah. doing it for me. If someone buys it, cool. If right. not, I'm, I'm doing what I love. What advice would you give your past self or to other artists? Yes. To speed up the previous question, Yeah. do what you love from the jump. Like there was just a time where I was just doing what I thought would make me a successful artist. And I was miserable because of that. Yeah. It's like I'm painting things that people love that I hate. So at that point it becomes a job and... That's why we do art, because we don't want a job. <laughs> well, we have a passion. Well, that is the, well it, it is the job. It's the right. passion. Yeah. And, and it's it helps to basically, because the passion shows through the work. Yes. And like you said, if you start doing it uh, for others, sometimes you kind of lose that passion, and it's just like you become a human copying machine. Right. There was like a year stretch from like, why am I doing this? Yeah. So. So uh, if you can give me a drop of your Instagram and website. Instagram is Marley underscore McFly 87. And the website is simple, just MarleyMcFly.com. So, so like, what's your favorite color? No, just right, <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you asked the question that didn't matter. I've been asked some weird things enough this week. <laughs> yeah, is there anything you want to go back on and expand? Uh, like uh, any kind of drawing techniques, anything like that that you think that you would uh, want to expand on? I think the biggest thing is just, just have fun. I think with art now, is everything such a business or always some kind of hidden meaning that we forget that, you know, when you're a kid, you just pick up a crayon and draw something. There's no hidden and it's kind of a freedom. thoughts. It's just freedom. So yeah. getting back to that, enjoying it, you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, before I forget, is there any other projects that uh, that are coming up for you that you can tell me about? Um, My next, on Monday, I have a release with uh, One Time Run. Okay. It'll be a print release. And I think that's pretty much it for the rest of the year. Um, Still been a weird year with everything going on, so a lot of, a lot of things where I'm not physically there. Yeah. So mostly just print releases for the rest of the year. Well, well, hopefully everything will get back to normal too. Something close to normal would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, sir. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Okay, let's get on over to Athena Tanner Park along the MBT and talk to Patrick. And thank you for doing this. Yeah, I know of course. That, uh, it's a nice wall. Thanks. And um, so if you could introduce yourself and please describe your mural. Uh, my name is Patrick Owens. Uh, I am currently working on a mural that is basically a monster anglerfish in a kind of outer space slash uh, underwater field. The glowing light is basically the sun and it's attracting all the planets towards uh, their inevitable doom. That's kind of deep. <laughs> pun and, intended. And no pun intended, but that, that, that. Well, it works on both levels, you're right. So uh, so how did you, or why did you select this particular image? 
I've actually had this in the in the works uh, for a while. It was actually originally supposed to be like a beer label um, for a beer called Solar Abyss. And when I heard that name, somehow this kind of came to uh, fruition. I don't really have like a particular theme. Uh, whenever I'm left of my own, I always resort to oversized animals or insects or monsters, you know, love that kind of whole style. So it just kind of fit in with that. And it worked really well on a very, very horizontal 90 foot long by 12 feet tall which ended up being 11 feet <laughs> oh that's um, right wall, so well we do have to mention you, you pay uh, homage to uh, Van Halen to, to that's the, right. one of the brothers who has passed away recently so that's right R.I.P. Eddie yeah R.I.P. <laughs> so what kind of uh, influences feed into your work into what you do you know I am all over the place but I always love kind of horror genres. I grew up on heavy metal and like just that whole aspect. So not necessarily tongue in cheek. I don't know. I like a slight comedic twist to it, or at least to have some sort of like kind of depth to it, whatever it is, whether it's like slightly funny angle or slightly, you know, not evil tone, but darker tone, you know, just to kind of, uh, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. From the start, I've just kind of been all over the place. I mean, one of the first pieces I ever really kind of did for myself was a version of American Gothic. And this was actually for a bar. It was just for like an A-frame that sat out front, but with like deer heads. I have no clue kind of what that spawned from, but I've always been fascinated with kind of, you know, animals turning into humans or, or you know, just kind of personifying them. Right. So you would then say that it's kind of like an extension of like having an animal animal represent a particular personality or state of mind, you think, or? I think that's giving me more credit uh, <laughs> in depth than I actually uh, want. I haven't really kind of gotten down to the bottom of it, but I've just, I've always loved drawing, you know, kind of animals and insects and, you know, kind of larger, you know, beasts and stuff like that. So personally, it's, it's less intimidating than say like portraits, yeah, you well, know. Portraits can be intimidating, yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially if you have, you're doing it for a client. Yeah, exactly. What were some of the first mediums that you used when you first started on this adventure? Uh, when I was a kid, I used to paint little miniatures for Games Workshop and like, yeah. you know, Warhammer and stuff like that. And so I was always kind of stoked on that kind of medieval and like orcs and goblins. And I mean, these figurines were inch and a half, two inches tall. And so that's kind of how I learned. I would just go into the shops. Uh, I actually worked at one for a little bit, but you would just go into the shops and just paint all day. It's also where I was exposed to like so much of my music because uh -huh. the music was just playing in the background. It was like, you know, Metallica and Megadeth, but then also like Pixies and like... Yeah random stuff like that so painted that and then just kind of dropped off for a long time and actually not till my late 20s i was working in a bar and they had a big chalkboard the woman who used to do it she was an art teacher and she would do all the logos really nicely and the only experience i had ever had was drawing logos on my book covers you yeah. know van halen van logos Hales, and course, metallica yeah. and anthrax and all that stuff and stussy s's <laughs> so i just started replicating the logos it was predominantly just in chalk and then i started working on the a-frames out front and I wasn't really getting paid, so I was just kind of doing whatever I wanted and, right. you know, trying to write happy hour on there, but trying to get away from that. And then it just kind of morphed from there to other other friends in bars, you know, or bar owners reaching out. And then I did kind of my first quote unquote mural for Pizza Paradiso. And it was just like a map of DC. I did it all freehand. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't project it. it. Took me an absurd amount of time and it's pretty to scale, but also not to scale. And I mean, I, I learned so much from that. And I look back, it's like now I could go back and, you know, crank it out in three days. And wow. it probably took me, you know, two, three months or whatever. <laughs> it kind of started from there. And then I was using a lot of like chalk markers and then it kind of morphed into like paint markers. And then I started getting into more just kind of latex paint and yeah. sign painting. And it's just been constant evolution because 
people reach out to me about so many different things, like whether it's like a sign front or whether it's, yeah, like a 90 foot mural. Right. Um, it kind of ranges greatly. So I just try and kind of adapt to it as best I can. And if I don't know how to do it, hopefully figure it out or ask somebody that does. Yeah, well, that's actually some good advice. <laughs> this is the philosophical question. Uh, how does a person develop a painting style? And, and this is your opinion. Right. You know, uh, it's a great question, and I ask myself that uh, every day because yeah. I don't really have a particular style. I go in a couple different genres, but I can go from, you know, more realistic to more graphic to more abstract, and it really just kind of depends on kind of how I'm feeling and yeah. also kind of what the client asks. But at the same time, I do find it very frustrating because I have been trying to kind of develop you know, more of a style, especially when I run into clients who are like, well, we want your take on this. And I'm like, that's awesome. And it's great to be given carte blanche. At the same time, it's absolutely terrifying when you have no direction and you're like, well, what direction am, is my mind going to take, you know, go in this? So you ever play that mind game? It's like if you're a cheetah or what kind of animal you wouldn't want to be and you, then it helps you figure out your answer. <laughs> I haven't, but oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, neither have I. Neither yeah. have I. I was just asking, is there any projects coming up that you can tell me about? Uh, yes, I have, um, I'm doing chalk, um, like an outdoor chalking thing, getting the word out on, on voting. So that's a, uh, next weekend, uh, over two days. So that's just like a completely different medium. And then I have a signage project coming up and then, uh, and then possibly some like larger scale murals for kind of personal homes, but those still need to be developed. Right. <laughs> I still haven't in even progress, begun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Progress. So. So uh, if you could drop me your uh, Instagram and website for, for people to go learn more about your work. Yeah, of course. It's uh, Patrick Owens Art. That, that's uh, the Instagram. And then my website is Chalk Art DC, which I'm still terrible about and haven't changed over to Patrick Owens Art. So I know. But I do, I do update my Instagram better so, uh, or more frequently. So that's probably a better, better uh, idea. So uh, I'm going to – I didn't mean to jump around like this, but um, – what would advice would you give your past self and the other artist? I, I think the biggest thing for me has been to step, just to, just to step back, step back and take a look at your work. Because yeah. um, so, so far too often I get caught in the details and then I step back and I realize, oh, wow, I've gone overboard. And like just kind of that whole like less is more. That and also just kind of reaching out to other people and asking the questions and not fighting the inevitable, not finding, not being open to change too. Like there's so many things that I was just, uh, you know, terrified of for so long for no good reason, you know, just yeah. working with spray paint, working with on larger scale and, you know, you, uh, an airless sprayer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which I kind of worked with for the first time on this and I'm, I'm, I'm hooked, you know, but oh, hopefully I converted you. Yeah. No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Let's just do a short walk over to golden rabbit, silent monkey. So first and foremost, thank you again for taking their time to do this. Yeah, sure, sure. And uh, let's jump right off the bat. Okay. Uh, if you could introduce yourself and please describe the mural. All right, my name is Henley. Uh, I also go by the Golden Rabbit Silent Monkey. People people ask how I came up with my name, Golden Rabbit Silent Monkey. Well, um, I thought that was private, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, well, I was born in 87, the year of the rabbit. But when I was little, I would like, I was kind of crazy. I would climb trees and just be a little wild. So my grandma, she would call me like a little monkey. Ah. And then I don't know how I kind of like put things together, but it just like came to me naturally. And then I kept like repeating it to myself and had a ring to it. So I just like, oh, I'll just go by Golden Rabbit Silent Monkey. It's kind of long, but 
but it flows but it flows nice but it flows yeah, nice yeah yeah and, and all, all the all the words are like six six letters which is i don't know i thought that was pretty cool because <laughs> wow, i put it on a i put it on the back of a shirt yeah and i just noticed how it lines up really nice no that well <laughs> design wise it does line up nicely yeah 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 so the mural that i'm doing here at powwow is of a laotian or thai temple guardian so i'm just have his face kind of zoomed in and filling up a big portion of the wall here kind of overlooking the park so he's kind of like guarding the park <laughs> keeping it away from the evils yes never hurts to have him around to do that. <laughs> and yours is a, a piece a it's bigger a, piece yes it's a collaboration usually each artist would get like about a hundred feet this year i've decided to collaborate with a good friend of mine matt carrado so we just split it 50 50. so i have my temple guardian right in the center and then he has his like sort of pyramid graffiti style on both sides and then i have some of these clouds coming from behind the guardian and then kind of just like flow out into his piece how, how did you and matt working together with the image selection oh, well first he actually was looking for an assistant for a big mural of his own couple years back and I kind of just hit him up on Instagram he just pulled me on board and ever since then we just hit it off really well oh wow I actually helped him with a lot of his murals a lot of office murals outdoor murals really big ones yeah we just worked out really well well he actually came up to me and asked if he wanted to do a collaboration on Powell this year and I was like sure and then I sketched out the temple guardian on my on my ipad and i was like hey what do you think about this and then just immediately after that he just kind of put his twist on the sides oh wow so it came together pretty quickly yeah it was really quick so wow yeah yeah what type of influences feed into your work well i'm i'm from laos southeast asia it was really funny actually i was approached to do a mural for a lao restaurant a couple years back and they wanted lao images and everything but growing up in america actually was brought up on like American cartoon, Japanese anime. So most of my work are kind of those nature, like Japanese type art. Yeah. So when I was supposed to do Lao art, I had to research my own country and my own culture and actually came more interested in it and just kind of doing more of stuff that's from my country. So right. not many people know where Laos is or heard of it. So I just kind of wanted to put that on the map. And represent, basically. Yeah, represent. Yeah, right. represent Laos. So. And, and nothing wrong with representing. <laughs> Not at all, man. So when, when you're doing your research, what, what kind of things were you like reading into? Uh, myths and yeah, stories yeah, like that? Yeah, a lot of myths. Um, Buddhism, like the deities and gods are really interesting. I don't know, like, like you can see just all the colors and intricate patterns they have. Um, actually, last year, flew back to my own country for the first time to go oh, visit. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was just a big eye opener. They have so many temples and I just didn't know or realize how many um, really artistic they are. It's just you have to kind of see it for yourself. It's really amazing, the art. And it, and, it, and it dates back to when like Buddha was still alive. The murals they have in the temples is so detailed. It, it was really inspiring. And I'm still kind of like diving into my own culture and still doing research. There's so. a lot to dive into, man. Yes, it is, man. <laughs> what were some of the first mediums you used when you first started out? Well, the first thing I think of was like a crayon. <laughs> right, right, yeah. When I was a kid, yeah. you know, I started drawing with a crayon, uh, scribbling on the walls. But my main medium, 
Um, and it still is right now, besides painting, it's a ballpoint pen, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, ballpoint pen. You're, you're one of those guys. Yeah, I really love using a ballpoint pen. Um, I get really get lost into it. I'm 33 years old. I've been drawing since three, but the ballpoint pen was like more high school. So, okay. Yeah, I would I would just doodle on the, on the worksheets of my schoolwork and stuff. I would try to finish schoolwork just to flip the page over and just doodle, 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 doodle. Yeah. And then it would just evolve into my own style. And I would just do uh, like 15 by 20 inch illustration boards and just fill it all up with like crazy. Oh, man. Crazy yeah, I, pen, stuff. pen work. That is you can't make a mistake, so to speak. You or cannot. You, yeah. Or if it's there, you got to work it in. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually it's really cool because uh, I do make tiny mistakes here and there. But then it would challenge myself to kind of just like you said, kind of work it in and make something new. Right. Blue or black? Uh, black. Okay. Black, yes. And uh, what would be your favorite pen if I were to give you a, a tray of pens? I use right now is a Zebra. Zebra pen? Zebra yeah. ballpoint pen? Yeah. Those aren't bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really awesome. It's, it's oil-based, so it's stayed there for I didn't know they long. were oil-based. Yeah. Oh, well, see, I learned something new today. <laughs> so how did you get like the transition from doing ballpoint pen drawings and what have you in works? How did you get to working on murals? murals? So I think about five years ago, I did my first mural. I actually applied for a ramen restaurant, Soccer Ramen in Adams Morgan, and then they were expanding their dining area during the time I was on board, they knew I was an artist. So they had this big wall in their, in their new space they're about to open up. And they was like, hey, would you ever want to do a mural or have you done one? And I never did. But I was like, yeah, sure, I can give it a try. <laughs> I did this really cool like octopus. It's holding like two bowls of ramen oh, in, wow. in an ocean of ramen. It took me like two, three weeks. Oh my God, it took me like so long to do. And now that I think back, I'm like, I could have crushed that and like, you know, less than a week, <laughs> but, um, but it was a, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to, man. But it was a big, big learning experience. Yeah. Ever since then, I, I just grew curious. I actually did a time last mirror of that one. I posted it up and then someone else who was opening a restaurant, they want, they wanted a mirror too. And it was an even bigger one. It took like a month to do the second one. Oh, wow. It's very different. Like my style of mirror and my ballpoint pen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, like it's, it's a different scale, so it's very... Well, to kind of go back to the ballpoint pen is that, so nowadays, you know, we have iPads, we have mm -hmm. uh, tablets, yeah. and tablet pens have developed uh, leaps and bounds. Oh, yeah. Have you kind of shifted into using that instead of a ballpoint pen, or do you still go back to that ballpoint pen? Well, the ballpoint pen will always, just always be with me yeah. uh, forever. Yeah, I've recently just got an iPad not too long ago. I've been seeing a lot of people doing like, some amazing work yeah. with the Procreate and the Apple Pen. Yep. So just as curious as I am, I, I, I got one myself and I just kind of play around with it here and there. I didn't really like get too crazy with it because I don't know, it's just weird. Just drawing it's like- the surface. Yeah, it yeah. is. And I don't know, I just, I just like feeling the paper. And, yeah and everything but I, i'm learning some new things with the ipad it's really good for like you know mirror mock-ups and that's true you know just like work-wise but yeah i'm still learning how to do all the digital stuff so so here's that philosophical question that i'm asking everybody uh, how does a person uh develop a painting style like your opinion you know like how would like how would you go about it or how do you think someone would go about, go about it? it um that's kind of funny you ask because i'm still trying to find my own painting style at the moment yeah painting big spaces for me I, I try to keep it simple at first, you know, with like nice big solid colors and blocks. I do want to bring like the intricacy of my ballpoint pen and just somehow get all that up on the wall. So I'm just still I'm just still learning just, you know, the nature of paint and 
you know, whether it's house paint or spray paint. Or any paint for that Yeah, matter. any type of paint. So. Yeah. I'm still learning too. I yeah, mean, yeah, I've been yeah. in it for a while. So uh, what advice would you give your past self or to other artists? Man, I would. I wish I would have started painting a little earlier, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there's amazing people out there I see every day and they're just like crushing big walls and they're just doing so many amazing work. And like most of them would just be all spray can and which I would like to actually try and um, reach one day. But yeah, I wish I started painting much earlier. When I, when I get into the arts or when I draw, it's mainly for like myself. Yeah. And it's, it's more like a meditative thing. Um, I just like to zone out and kind of just do what I want to do. But um, I wish I kind of approached it more professionally earlier. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, just, the, so your advice would be basically, once you get into the game, take it professionally yeah, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm still learning everything um, at the moment. So. Well, and don't stop learning because yeah. the day you stop learning is the day you stop dying. Yes. Is, that's just my opinion. So I believe that. Yeah, that's true. So uh, could you talk about any other projects uh, coming up? I do have actually a couple in the works. There's a restaurant opening up in North Carolina. It's a ramen restaurant, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, talking to them. I did like a couple rough sketches, but I think their, their space is still being built out. So it still has some time. Um, I got an email a couple of days ago for a sushi restaurant in, in Virginia. So actually, I got to talk back with him. I got a couple of um, uh, small like clothing designs to do on my iPad. <laughs> yeah, uh, little things here and there. It was not, not too much. This year has been kind of everything came to a halt due to the pandemic. AKA crazy. Crazy, yeah. super crazy. So if you can give uh, the listener your uh, Instagram and website. Uh, so my Instagram is golden rabbit, silent monkey, just all one word, no space, no nothing. And website is golden rabbit, silent monkey.com. Oh, that's pretty straightforward yes, too. Yes, it is. That's pretty I guess much that's, it. that's it. So cool. Thank you, man. Let's get on over to Rodrigo and check in with him. So if you could please introduce yourself and describe your mural. My name is Rodrigo Pradell. I'm a Chilean-born, North American-raised artist, muralist, and creator. So I created a piece on a whole truck, and the theme I have for it is really harkens back to like presence, and it brings into question the hand of man, whether it's man-made civilization, and then where we come from—you know, the jungle, the Amazon—and it kind of really collides together, which is prevalent in a lot of my work. So is it like a running theme throughout your work? Yeah, uh, so my work really took a turn for something a little bit more profound when, strangely enough, I kind of uh, did a lot of research and played with a lot of plant medicine. I was fortunate enough to meet people that actually were true practitioners of it. Uh, these medicines really made me go from playing with my artwork and being able to flex whether I can do graffiti, illustration, and fine art, but really giving it a voice, really giving it a direction. And after that, I, I kind of wanted to treat it as something a little more sacred. I wanted it to reflect the, you know, that creepy feeling that there's a presence with you at all times. I've always suspected something like that. And I think sometimes when you're thinking about dreams and your daydream or, or, or when you're having that creative zone, oftentimes you feel like, you know, this isn't coming from me. Hmm. I feel more like a vessel or a vehicle where it's allowing me to communicate something from whatever side it's on. But once I did partake in, in certain medicines, I got to see 
basically what's behind the veil, even for just a moment. And coming back from that is such a profound, almost religious experience where you you want to share it for the rest of your life with everyone. For me, I wanted to give everyone that emotion, that feeling when they look at my work. It doesn't necessarily have to be what my message is, but the fact that they may journey internally as well. And that's really the only real mission I got. So then you would say that is a lot of what drives or influences your work. Now, no, uh, yeah. before I used to play with, like I said, all different types of mediums, uh, grew up as a graffiti artist in the 90s. <laughs> but that has its realities and I didn't, I just didn't want to get arrested again. <laughs> and no, um, yeah, I don't blame you. The other thing is like the, the drawing, the painting, you kind of, a lot of artists can be like really lost. They just, they get good at using acrylics or watercolor or they might get sucked into the trends of what's happened in that time. But yeah. I never really had a direction for myself until I, uh, until that stuff started happening. And then I realized about focus and I wanted to focus on, on something um, beyond me. But before that, yeah, it wasn't always like that. I think that plagues many artists. I think a lot of artists have a, they're kind of lost in that way. And, and focus is a big deal. Like focus is a huge deal. And even though we're having fun doing all these creative stuff, you can easily get distracted daily and you confuse your audience. They just think you do really cool work, but it right. doesn't become something you can do every day. So you better have a day job. There goes your time. Right. And I, I want to do this every day. I want to do this all the time. And uh, it's taken a long time to get to that point. But, you know, here I am. And, Survived. Uh, I'm Yeah. And then there's no plans on, on quitting. I mean, if you don't think you're going to do this, whether you make a lot of money or a little bit of money or whether you do it all the time or whether it makes a big impact or not, then you might want to go do something else. It has to be something that you just don't give yourself a plan B on. So that's yeah. that's always been in me since since I was a kid. So understandably, people go through ups and downs. You're going to lose a lot of stuff on the way, but, uh, but you if also it means that much too, to though. you, yeah, you know, if it means that much to you, it, it'll it'll work out for you in the end. I I, I believe that. But it, it, there's there's a lot of things that you're going to have to do to make sure that it's uh, it's a smooth process. And I had to learn through a lot of rookie mistakes. Well, you got to make mistakes. That's how you learn. 100. percent Yeah. 100%. It sounds like you when you first started off as a kid in the 90s. Where where was your medium spray paints or markers or? Well, so this would be the late 80s when okay. I first started sketching. I think uh, the oldest sketch I have still is from 1987. I'm about seven years old. Oh wow. The first ones were ink, were like pen and. My father used to work at a, at a really high-end restaurant, so you'd come home with menus, the yeah. paper menus. He'd flip on the backside, and it was really nice parchment paper. So I'd, I'd do Ooh. tons of doodles and sketches on yeah. that. Then I went to pencil, and from then on, and then in my uh, juvenile years, pick up a can when I was 13, and I don't know. I mean, the power of spray paint is is, <laughs> is, 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 is powerful. I mean, a kid who's 13. And it wasn't the, the aerosol. It was just the power of the can. I don't know what it is. I mean, you can just make a big impact at 13. And when you're 13, you can't usually make a big impact in anywhere. What do you do after school? You know what True I mean? That. You go to like play basketball or soccer. When you're a graffiti artist, you can hit the whole city and the whole city's looking for you. And you're, I mean, there's nothing that's going to compare to it. This is why most kids just pick it up. It's really hard to drop. It's an addiction for sure, 100%. Hmm. Um, and it's the only art form I know that's treated like a sport, you know, because you can get your ass handed back to you if you're in the wrong neighborhood with the wrong crew or, or what for whatever reason. So I just never knew an art form like that before. It was this one had a, you have your crew has a team like feel to it. Yeah. Uh, you got to watch where you're going. You could be chased by the cops or people. You're in under bridges. I mean, that whole world 
graffiti is taking me places I would never be able to go otherwise. So <laughs> no regrets. And look, whole truck was painted by spray paint, nothing else. But yeah, this truck was completely done in spray paint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hats off, man. I wow. Thank you. Yeah, I love your 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 spraying your your technique. That's definitely some years in right yes. there, knowing how to spray. Because I was commenting to you earlier about that. Yeah, I have a lot to learn when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's like so, uh, it's like a Zen master. I don't know if I'll ever master Zen. Hmm. So, uh, kind of moving on to the philosophical question: How does a person develop a painting style? In in your opinion, it depends what you're going for. I mean, if you just want to master a certain technique, I think you should really block in the basics. But then from then you can explore. But I think the biggest thing most artists or creators or designers of any sort, the most important thing you need to find is your voice. Mm. And your voice doesn't come from the technique, right? Just doing acrylic and painting won't come, your voice won't come from that. Hmm. You're just learning the tools. More importantly is the, the voice that you're trying to get across. If you don't got one and you, you're just exploring a lot of stuff, great, then keep it as an exploration mode. But really it's what's happening to you. So go live your life, like go, on a trip or, or, or go see family, uh, uh, that's what's gonna build that voice. And I think if you look at anyone who's created anything of impact, it's only when they something happened in their life that it changed the whole direction, where it doesn't really matter so much as the style, mm -hmm. but what matters is that you adhere to that and stay focused on that message. Because over the years, you might alter and change that. You know, I don't know if like in five years, I'll be doing, you know, installation type of work, and but I'll still have that theme that I'm going to be talking about. It's not always going to be spray paint. It's not always going to be painting. Right. One day I might get bored of it, but stick with that theme, right? So right. that's kind of like the whole point. If you, Voice and technique are two different things. That's why sometimes you see people who may not be super talented with certain techniques, but their voice is so strong, it does not really matter. It still works, you know. That's valid. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it still conveys what they're talking about. So that's what I think people should be really focused on. The technique, awesome. But the voice is, is who you are, what you're going through, and um, be very selfish and personal about it. Like, what is what is important to you? Yeah, and question it. Yeah, like, what is like, don't be embarrassed. Like, if that's really important to you, you should, you know, bring that to the forefront, you know, because that's what's going to get you to something that's more unique and people are going to seek you out. You find your tribe and your audience and your connections and relationships are another thing, you know, like that's where you meet all these other people that are um, going to really help you on your, on your path. So uh, what advice would you give your past self then and to other artists? Yeah. So if I met my past self, I'd, I'd like to yeah, think what if, would you tell him if my 13 year old self were to walk in right now, I think they'd be pretty blown away that like, man, you're still doing it. You're still painting it. You're still creating it. Yeah. The advice I would say is uh, don't overthink. All right. And secondly, don't get caught up in just the one lane. The great thing about art is that it, it's so freeing. Right. And so there are no real rules. So screw it if you want to start building stuff tomorrow right and and it doesn't always have to really make sense as a matter of fact don't get caught up in what all the trends are especially in the era of social media which i didn't grow up under but <laughs> now that it's here i can see how it totally slants everything everyone wants to kind of become the same thing and yeah i'm just saying in an ocean of zeros you just you're not it's not going to work uh we need you oh, to like be that. very individual like we need we need to see why why you know why are we looking in your direction you know and right in a good way like we seek that but if you're just going to look like the next cat then uh it comes along then it's i'm just you're just part of uh, of a trend at that moment so yeah i just think with people like with artists or creatives upcoming i think uh, your number one thing is relationships right and go out and meet everyone and be a friendly dude don't 
be an ego-filled asshole. Like, right. I, I've met both. And one mantra, I don't, I don't know if I made it up myself, but I always live by, you know, remain humble only always. And it's just because... You just never know like that young cat that's just asking you questions that you spend an extra hour talking about that they're going to connect with you in like five years and you're going to be doing amazing things together. And I think if you spread that type of energy, you know, it just it just comes back to you in different ways. So I think that's the biggest thing. Like you're not better than no one else because you're creative. In fact, you're just trying to connect with other people. So that's really it for is the new age creatives that are coming up, uh, you know, like put down the ego and, um, you know, come down to earth. Could you tell me about any of the projects you have coming up? Well, we're, we're going through right now for this uh, NBA player, and we have his private gym we're going to be working on. Okay. So that has to be finalized, but, right. but you know, that will be happening hopefully sooner than later. Some of the personal projects I got going on right now are, I mean, I got a slew of, I'm in the middle of a bunch of murals and commission work. And I know we have, I say we, myself, I do have a crew that I work with. Yeah. Some gallery work. And, and, and large piece, panel pieces that we work with. It's just that everything's been so different under COVID. Oh, yes. So we can't, you know, I was supposed to be doing installation work actually with this type of pieces around DC. We're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to rent out like a couple of rooms. And then uh, a lot of my pieces shows stuff breaking away or whatnot, uh, kind of like reality just un, un, unraveling. I wanted to create something where you can walk into a piece rather than it just being a 2D. Be submersed. Yeah, yeah. So still on the table, but from that, just a lot of personal commissions and stuff like that uh, keeps me very So when that happens, I need to talk to you again, right? Absolutely, 100%. Whatever you need, my man. (laughs) If you can uh, drop your Instagram and website. Yeah, I know I need to get an easier one because it's my full name. Uh, (laughs) It's at Rodrigo Pradel, last name P-R-A-D-E-L. And the same thing, my website's uh, RodrigoPradel.com. Yeah, come check me out there. Say what's up. Say hi. Yeah, I, I hope they do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again, sir. I appreciate this. I want to say thank you to Kelly, Mark, JT, and Jason for allowing me to tag along. I also want to say a big thank you to the artists for allowing me to shove a mic in their face while they're working to do these interviews. To hear past episodes, you can go to artboxdv.com. Until next time, thank you for listening.